everyone, it's Justin. Welcome. Hope everyone is well. Thank you once again to our friend Jennifer White from Slacker Radio for hosting these interviews. Uh, Slacker is a streaming music service. I think you really like it if you check it out. It's fun. It's different. It's Also, we have a radio station on Slacker Radio. Uh, that's right. We have our very own radio station. It's called Handmaid's Resistance Radio. We started it last year. It is curated by us. We picked all the music. Currently, we have uh, all kinds of great music out there, including stuff from amazing female artists, you know, songs of empowerment, inspiration, and rebellion from all kinds of people across genres. So you're not going to get just one thing. It's all the music from the show, all the music from these artists that are really um, inspiring and empowering uh, female and feminist causes. So definitely check it out. It's Handmade Resistance Radio, and that is on Slacker Radio. There are two ways to listen. You can download their app for free from the App Store, or you can listen online at slacker.com. Once again, that is Slacker Radio. Please, please, please check them out. Thank you again, Miss Jennifer White. So Luke famously tells June, I'll take care of you. What happens? Yeah, I know. Big <laughs> lies. Big lies all around. Yeah, everything kind of goes downhill from there. And, and it seems that at many points in the show, especially in, in season one, that, that Luke's kind of a powerless guy. Yeah, indeed. I mean, I think so. it makes me think a lot about um, how, you know, in the fight between the powerful and the powerless to do nothing is to side with the powerful. You know, Luke's apathy, Luke's sense that things will work out all right in the end, just because if you believe it, just kind of leaves his world in ruins. In a way, that's what he has to live with in the second series, his inaction and how he's so much more powerless now because of his lack of, in- of action earlier on. Looking at him and, and how you know his character has been has been written thus far, do you feel like he did everything he could do to protect his daughter and his wife? Uh, absolutely not. I I think he failed in so many ways. I mean, look, it, it's it's not incumbent upon people to become some kind of, you know, uh, revolutionary guerrilla fighter. That's not his skill set. But I think. There are ways that um, we now in the real world can engage in politics, small and large, whether that be political activism or unionization or even just having good conversations with young people in our lives where we can be more active and involved in making change. And I think Luke um, suffers what a lot of people do, which is just kind of giving it lip service and saying, oh, yeah, you know, things will work out. And, you know, it's it's, it's funny. Sometimes, you know, I get asked a lot of questions, you know, oh, Luke's the good guy in the show, you know, but I sometimes wonder, is it is it enough not to be offensive to make us for that to make you good? He's inoffensive, but is he good? Is he active? Is he putting himself at risk? And I think he could have done more of that. And I think that's what he lives with in the second series. And and ultimately, it's that anger and frustration with himself, which which spurs him on to, to make some changes. It's interesting to watch. I've only seen the first couple episodes of season two. Right. But as America, as we know it, is falling down around everybody, <laughs> and, and people of Gilead are, are coming into power, Luke becomes in his relationship with June. Uh, he goes from equal to somebody who is above her in every way, without even mm-hmm. asking for it or trying to right. be. What was it like to kind of come at the character from that way? Yeah, I mean, you know, I I think Luke, you know, generally believes in the equality of the sexes. He believes that there there should be equal rights, but at the same time, I think it's very easy for human beings to undermine the privilege that they have and to 
I guess downplay the importance or, or of mitigating and fighting, resisting uh, that inequality. And I think you know, Luke Luke does suffer from some of that blindness of of just really realizing just how corrosive and dangerous that inequality is. It, it seemed that you know he wasn't super excited or, or disturbed by many of the things that were happening until he's on this boat and he's and he's being shot at. If you were to put yourself in his shoes, you know, walking through these things happening to you as a as a man, how would you have reacted? You know, as opposed to how your your character had reacted. You know, it's it's really it's really hard to to say. I think, you know, there are so many ways which the power and 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 how we take for granted the powers that be and and how we're dissuaded in so many ways from from action. Um, I, I'd like to say, hey, look, I would be involved in this way and that, but but who knows is the truth of it. I mean. I think um, I think right now we're in a time of you know in real life we're in a time where um, action needs to be taken on a, on a number of issues, including uh, women's rights, including the environment. And uh, I, I think about myself every day how I could be more active in that. So you know I, I definitely wouldn't want to postulate how I'd be so much more involved if if right now I could be more involved. I mean I do um, try and engage myself in lots of ways and from political activism to mentoring and stuff like that but there's always more to be done and and I, I don't think anyone should be left off the hook including myself. Now do you live in the US full-time? Uh, yeah I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a US resident but I kind of I'm, I'm come from a nomadic family so I travel a lot. So when you walk off the set of a show like, like The Handmaid's Tale and you look around you at the political climate and and the way people are, are being treated and rights being taken away how does that feel to you as an actor to go from this pretend world where it's worst case scenario and then occasionally we'll get a piece of news that says oh my god we're only just a couple of short steps away from The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, I mean, I, I think well, I mean, for a start, the, the show is filmed in in Canada. So when I step off set, I'm in, I'm in, <laughs> <Wonderland, yeah. laughs> I'm in Toronto. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know, to be honest, actually, I think it's important, really, in in many ways, to kind of like be able to to hold in our in our heads like both sides of it like on one side yeah we're, we're living in in some very crazy political times where you kind of read the newspaper and you go what the hell is going on? this is insanity like it's i often feel like i'm living in a parallel black mirror universe where i'm like what the hell goes wrong where's the normal world but at the same time i think also there's a macro view to be taken which is that there's been loads of progress which has been made over the last 40 years in terms of gender equality in terms of quality for people with different sexual orientations just on, on almost every metric in america right now there's less rape there's less violent crime there's less murder than there was 40 years ago and and that came about because of various actions people have taken and 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 protesting and political involvement so I, i'm not entirely part of the, the doom and groom brigade you know like i i think there are terrible things which which there is no time for um capitulating there's no time for being like this is okay no we must stand up right now but at the same time i think it's really useful to kind of recognize the good that has happened and go okay well how did that good happen and how can we invest more of our time into that it's Speaking along those lines, what kind of strategies do you use as an actor to get out of this place of darkness that you're in on the show? Because this is hours and hours and hours of filming, and then you're done. Are you just emotionally drained sometimes? 
Well, you know, for, for Luke, particularly, I'm very lucky because I've got lots of flashbacks and lots of the flashbacks are happier times. And so I kind of, I, I've had days of work where it's just me, Lizzie and some cute little baby and we've gone to the fun fair. That's literally... <laughs> You know, as usual, it's the women who have got the harder work to do um, in the show, the heavy lifting. And so um, so for me, it's it's not as hard. Um, but yeah, on, on, on hard days, you know, there are various coping mechanisms. I try and stay away from the, um, the drinking and partying ones and kind of uh, lead myself more towards meditation and calling my family. But, you know, it's not a fight I win every time. Well, Luke is very lucky in that now he has... <laughs> A companion in uh, Canada, right? And Samira Wiley's character has mm -hmm. joined Luke. Yeah. Um, so talk about how we're going to see their relationship move forward as season two goes on. Yeah, you know, I think they have like a really interesting and complex relationship. They're both kind of suffering a kind of post-traumatic stress and and finding ways to share that with each other or not share that with each other and also a kind of brotherly sisterly kind of love hate bickering in relationship but it, it really grows and and they kind of become dependent on each other emotionally to some extent and as things go on they find themselves more actively involved in resisting and you are part of, of now, I guess, a, uh, a fictional, famous love triangle, I guess. Team Nick and Team Luke, How what, what's fan reaction to this? Well, I, I mean, listen, there's only one team, and that's the team of true love and oh. the family being brought back together. That just because, just in la but ladies and gentlemen of the podcast, just because he's sexy doesn't mean it's right. And uh, <laughs> I would like you guys just to remember there's a family to be kept together. Very good point. <laughs> now, from there, let's move on to talk about music in the show a little bit. Yeah. If I'm putting you on the spot, say, I have no idea. Don't worry about it. I have no idea. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Do you have any favorite moments from the show, season one or, or season two, from what you've seen of it so far? where the music really put a scene over the edge, whether you were in it or not. Right. Well, I'm a big fan. I'm a big Nina Simone fan. And so that I'm feeling good moment um, was, yeah, just extraordinary, um, mind-blowing. I think they're so clever the way they use music in this show. Um, so, yeah, that, that that's a moment that stands out for me. Let's talk about a couple of scenes that you were in that had some music. Sure. Made it... Uh, the music kind of put it into an emotional place where it might not have gone before. Mm -hmm. So it's a flashback. And June and Moira are looking through Tinder, standing in line for coffee, mm. asking Luke for his opinion on June's profile picture. And right. Kylie Minogue is playing. And so talk about either that scene or in particular or, or flashback scenes in, in general. Um, I guess I'm really curious about how do you go back and forth between present Luke and past Luke? Happy-go-lucky, fun guy running for his life. Please don't shoot me in the head guy. Well, you know, you'd be surprised what not having an extra with a machine gun being pointed at you can do for your sense of normality. It's it's always great. I remember that scene in particular. I think that was one of the, the first significant scenes I'd, I'd shot with Samira. And so she is so fun and as is Lizzie. And so to, to get to do that scene together and and we would just start improvising in between ourselves and and making stuff up making each other laugh and stuff and so um i really i really enjoyed that that day of filming and, and most of the flashback days i think that I, whenever i see one on the schedule i'm like yes you know i get to play <laughs> with lizzie again it's like going to school <laughs> exactly that all right one more moment from the show and this is um, a song called Nothing's Gonna Hurt You Baby by a band called Cigarettes After Sex. Mm -hmm. This was playing 
Episode 7. Luke is reacting to the news that June is alive. Mm. Alfred is sitting in her room. Her voiceover is reading a note she wrote to Luke. Mm. Talk about that moment as an actor where, oh my God, everything that I knew, that I didn't know, has now been revealed as a positive outcome instead of worst case scenario. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny. I never have this kind of reaction, but when I first read the script, I was in London, actually, when I first read episode seven, I was sitting on the subway, and I read that last scene, and I started crying, like, on the subway. I was like, oh my God, you know, people are looking at me like I'm a madman. I was just so moved by it. But, you know, it, it it's not all positive. I think the the realization that she's alive also comes to the realization that she's probably been raped many times and that she's suffered and that despite all of that i think luke carries around a lot of guilt for what happened and what he didn't do and to hear that even in her that she was like she still loves me still loves luke is is really yeah i guess just upsetting as i mean it's encouraging to know that she's alive but it, it comes with a lot of hard realizations and so there's so many mixed emotions that i guess i went through during that filming of that thank you for listening everyone uh thank you again to jennifer white from slacker radio for hosting once again find them at slacker.com online or download the slacker app for free in the app store uh, we hope everyone enjoyed the podcast and is enjoying the interviews. Uh, if you're enjoying us, please let other people know. It's a great way for us to get the word out about the podcast and for you to help us. We are just fans like you doing this show. There's no big marketing budget behind this. There is no big uh, money behind this. So it's really mostly all word of mouth. So if you could give us a shout out on Apple Podcasts or iTunes or wherever you are listening to your podcast or come over to our Facebook page and write us a review, uh, we would really appreciate it. So once again, hit us up on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. And also next week, we are going to start a little uh, weekend reviews show. So if you write us a review, uh, wherever you decide to do that, we are going to read about it and find all the ones that are out there and see what all the people have to say. So if you want your voice to be heard and help us spread the word, please go Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and give us a rating and a review. It helps everything that we do. So we'd love to hear from you. And uh, once again, thank you again. Hope you enjoyed the interview, and we will see you next time.